Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, Michigan fans. Trevor Woods here from the Blockham Podcast, affiliate of the Fans First Sports Network, coming to you after another Michigan football victory. The number two Wolverines improved to 3-0 on the season after defeating the Bowling Green Falcons 31-6. This is a game in which had its ups and downs, especially from Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy. McCarthy threw just two interceptions throughout the entire 12-game regular season in 2022. In just one game, less than one game of action for McCarthy, he surpassed that total through three interceptions in this one on just 13 pass attempts. There are other silver linings, other good things that happened throughout the game, but at the press conference after the game, McCarthy was not too happy with himself. 8 of 13 on the day, 143 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. He said the interceptions were all on him. said he's going to take him on the chin and move on from him. He said he can't wait to look at the tape, and he said it's not going to happen again. One of McCarthy's interceptions was in the end zone. There could have been some route spacing issues to cause that interception. He did force it nonetheless. Second interception was a deep ball to Cornelius Johnson that he threw into double coverage, picked off. And the third, he actually attempted to throw out a bounce, and he just didn't get enough on it, and it was intercepted. 
McCarthy said that happened to him in practice sometime when it's a little too close, and he vowed for that never to happen again. Silver linings, though. Let's get to those. Blake Corum looked absolutely phenomenal in this one on just 12 attempts. Went for over 100 yards, 101 to be exact. Corum had two touchdowns along with 54, averaging 8.4 yards per carry. Corum had great razzle-dazzle moves, great cutting abilities, and he looked like the Blake Corum of old. The Blake Corum that would have been a Heisman contender last season if not for suffering a knee injury against Illinois in Michigan's 11th game of the season. Corum looks confident as ever. He looks as healthy as ever. And that bodes well for the Wolverines moving forward. Donovan Edwards had a more productive game in this one. Nine carries for 50 yards, 5.6 average on that one. In the prior two games, McCarthy was lights out. Through two games, he's 48 of 55. Didn't throw an interception. This one, though, not many receivers even got into action because there's just eight completions. Cornelius Johnson had three receptions for 71 yards, the most notable being a 50-yard completion that went for a touchdown off a flea flicker. The ball was actually a little underthrown. Johnson made a great bobbled catch, great focus, got that in to his possession and for the score. So that was quite impressive. And then McCarthy found Roman Wilson yet again in this one. He's been McCarthy's favorite target through three games. The non-conference slate for the Wolverines is now over. Three games non-conference. Now we're to the Big Ten part of the season starting next week at home. A homecoming game for the Wolverines against Rutgers. A noon start in that one. The defense. The defense looked, looked quite good in this one. Ten tackles for a loss and all in this one, including three sacks. So the defense, they played lights out considering there are three McCarthy turnovers, and there's also a turnover we're going to get to that's on special teams as well. So four turnovers, and the defense doesn't allow hardly anything throughout the game. And Bowling Green had possession for 36 minutes compared to just 23 for the Wolverines. So that defense is out there a lot and they continued to answer the bell time and time again throughout this one the Bowling Green head coach Scott Leffler after the game said this could be the best defense he's ever seen so high praise from the Bowling Green coach directed at Michigan he also credited McCarthy too but got to give Bowling Green credit they they got their licks in but to no avail Overall, when you look at the final score, so the final score is what it is, but Michigan, they're not going to be entirely happy with this effort. They have high standards, and there's going to be some things they're going to need to tune up. J.J. McCarthy, for example, he knows he can't be throwing three interceptions when the competition gets stiffer. And then let's get to the kickoff return unit. They... They were unprepared when it came to the approach in which Bowling Green threw some wrenches at them, and they didn't have answers quick enough. They they kicked the ball high in the air to the second level to where the returners couldn't get their hands on the ball, and it was falling into the hands of you know, third-string tight ends, uh, defensive ends, edge rushers, that quadrant of the field. Max Bredesen, tight end Max Bredesen, he returned one. 
went to him. He ran 10 yards. A helmet right to the football. He fumbled. Michigan turned the ball over. And Bowling Green did it again. And this time, Brady McGregor, edge rusher, he picked it up. And he fumbled. He ended up retaining possession. But the Bowling Green special teams, they saw uh, a vulnerability, I guess you could say, in Michigan's kickoff unit and that area of the field. They, they must not have thought Michigan had the best hands. And I guess they proved them right. And got to give a tip of the cap to Bowling Green for doing that. Uh, obviously not what Michigan fans wanted to see. And the special teams ended up adjusting and putting hands guys in that quadrant of the field eventually, but it, it took too long. And at the conclusion of the game, Cheryl Moore was acting head coach with Jim Harbaugh suspended in this one, said that's something that they planned for all week. And, well, obviously, they just didn't execute. He said he has all the faith in special teams coordinator Jay Harbaugh to get that taken care of, but it definitely was something that uh, was glaring. And another thing that could bite the team when they face a better team down the road. So they're absolutely going to have to get – that taken care of. But overall, this one of those games where you chalk it up to you look at the film once and you burn it. And um, that's what it amounts to. Michigan got away here with a win. It, it wasn't uh, often pretty. Um, also, some weird things happened throughout the game. Two guys for Bowling Green got taken out on carts, long delays. There was also another delay. There was a medical emergency with a, a, a person on the Bowling Green sideline. I'm not sure what happened there, but the point is there's over a few stoppages in play that involve carts. There's also other stoppages of play that involve other injured Bowling Green players, and it was a night game. It was a night game in which Michigan really displayed their LED lights, their new LED lights that change colors, can go maize and blue and all sorts of fun stuff, and the fans really seemed to enjoy it. It was an electric atmosphere to a certain extent, albeit against a Mac opponent that is not that very good. Defensive lineman Chris Jenkins called the atmosphere insane. He thought the lights were, were awesome. Because of how the game went, unfortunately, one of Jim Harbaugh's plans didn't come to fruition. Harbaugh wanted to see Alex Orgy and Jaden Denigal in more length in this one, but just the flow of the game and how McCarthy's day transpired the two quarterbacks who could ultimately be in line to be the backup at some point this season. We've seen Denigal last week, uh, Davis Warren in a couple games, Jack Tuttle for one play last week after he was injured. But uh, point being, Orgy hit a couple runs for 11 yards. Denigal just handed the ball off. It seemed like with the way things were going, both teams just wanted to get the hell out of there. A lot of runs ran the clock, and the game was over before you knew it. The game flew by a bit in the fourth quarter. And so Harbaugh said before this game even that you know, if they don't really see much out of them in this one, it might have to drag on to another week to get them some action in the game, which could indeed happen against Rutgers next week if it does turn into a blowout. And it could. Greg Schiano, Rutgers head coach, he does field competitive teams teams in which can give Michigan a run for their money. 
on a given year, but uh, conventional wisdom would say Michigan will indeed run up the score a bit on them in this one, and maybe Orgy or Denville can get in there. But that was a little disappointing as far as, you know, this is a tune-up game, let's be real, when Michigan plays a non-conference opponent in the MAC. Uh, and so mission was not accomplished there. But like I said, watch the film, learn from the film, burn the film. As much as there was to praise in this one, there's as much to correct. The offensive line did better in run blocking. But at the same time, there's some miscommunication where J.J. McCarthy got sacked really bad in the game. Pass protection was pretty good overall in the game. But there's just little things like that you see throughout a game. Michigan only ran um, Michigan ran only 44 plays of offense in this one, which is not a high number. And that's because of how much Bowling Green ran the ball. It's because of Michigan's four turnovers. So not the biggest sample size on offense for Michigan in this one. Uh, defensively, that's where things get more impressive. They, they were on the field for 57 plays. They allowed just 205 total yards, 124 passing yards, just 81 rushing yards, and absolutely lights out performance and a commendable performance at that. Before I get out of here, let's talk about home field apparel. Are you looking for a new, fresh look this season? Our friends at Home Field Apparel have you covered. In case you aren't familiar, Home Field Apparel is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of the Midwest. Not only is their stuff comfy, but it's officially licensed gear, so you have peace of mind knowing what you're buying is legit. The Home Field team studies the history, traditions, and legacy of every school. With all that information, they create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. Homefield has some incredible Michigan designs you will not find anywhere else. From t-shirts to hoodies and crewnecks, they have it all. So you can probably represent the maize blue wherever you are. If you want a piece of the action, head over to homefieldapparel.com. Again, that's homefieldapparel.com. And again, this has been Trevor Woods from the Block M Podcast, an affiliate of the Fans First Sports Network.